0: Union of the Unwanted back live November 15th, 2021. Ricky, take it away. What's up? Another
1: Union of the Unwanted. Just want to remind everybody unionofdunwanted.com to find links to our merch, links to all our channels where you can find all our episodes. The audio is available everywhere, but we live stream exclusively on Rockfin for, we keep it premium for 24 hours. Then eventually the video is free for everybody. So uh, definitely go to Rockfin and check out our channel and check out a lot of these other people who are joining us today because uh, usually a lot of people that are on the Union of the Unwanted are also on Rockfin. So definitely check out Rockfin. It's one of the few places you can find conversations like we have uncensored. So go support them and the content creators on there. Uh, today we have a fun episode because it's just going to be like a classic U- Union of the Unwanted episode where we have tons of different guests, at tons of different continents <laughs> and people from all different backgrounds and researchers, and we're just going to try to spark a conversation. We have some new faces, which I'm really excited about. We got Mark Malone and Philip uh, Fairbanks with us. And uh, also Mikey, who's uh, who I was just on his uh, podcast not too long ago. He another awesome show. So, uh, you know, I, I figured because there's so much conversation about agenda 2030 and all these things, and we, didn't, we haven't really specifically hit on that topic and what exactly that is. And Mark Malone was just on my show, and I know he's been uh, on Charlie's show, and and, uh, very fascinating, his insight and research on that topic. And we can kind of branch off because obviously that agenda leads us to many other topics. Mark, you want to give us a little bit of a a background uh, on who you are and what you do, and then give people a brief description on what Agenda 2030 is?
2: Sure. Yeah. Thanks for inviting me back on, Ricky, and good to see you again, Charlie. Um, So I'm Mark Malone, Uh, I've been uh, in many fields, kind of worked in linguistic analysis, data science with the University of Nottingham, one of the top universities in the world, and actually I'm studying philosophy of science at Oxford University. Um, So my background is quite broad. Generally speaking, I've been, you know, applied in academics, but also worked in corporate fields. Um, I specialize in Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030, primarily because that is the building blocks of most of what we see playing out in COVID protocols. Most people think that twenty thirty is a replacement of twenty one but it is not it's actually a milestone year of the agenda twenty one framework so agenda twenty one is the global governance plan of the twenty first century with twenty thirty being the major milestone year of that plan
1: yeah yeah and, yeah and and how and can you kind of uh, expand on how covid and all these things have been a way of kind of fast tracking this whole plan
2: yeah so basically the the first telltale uh, telltale sign i saw was tier systems if we look at the united kingdom we saw tier systems so the the regionalization. What was generally happening happening was that we saw like tier one tier two tier three and they were breaking the nation up into regions why this is really important I wonder if I can show you guys. See my wall uh, over there? It probably looks kind of horrible from this angle. Generally speaking, what we see is a regionalization plan of the whole world. What this basically means, if we think of Rome, we go to Rome, we saw city-states in the Roman Empire. Across all of Europe, we didn't see the Roman Empire dominating nations as such. We saw city-states, that were subsidiaries. Of the roman empire what agenda 21 basically does is regionalizes the world under city states so california would no longer be california it would be socal a city-state of global governance the agenda 21 framework outlines that very clearly basically says if you read the 200 page document land water and air what that basically means is centralizing land, water and air, so private and public partnerships combined for the for the greater good, for saving the world from climate change, right? That's the justification. Gender 21 was signed in 1992 by 179 nations, including this one, including the United States and the Holy See. That plan was to say, hey, to save the world from climate change, we must unite these regions under land water and air we think okay we think about land water and air we go sounds kind of nice right we all want to protect our land water and air who doesn't i do none of us want to see the oceans dumped none of us want to see all the fish go from the ocean none of us want to run out of food but of course when you chew on that and you go okay land water and air what does that really mean isn't your business on land aren't your constitutional rights on land isn't your house Isn't your flying, isn't your food growth? Suddenly you find the centralization of land, water and air, the centralization of resources on the entire planet. And they write this in the Agenda 21 original document signed by George H.W. Bush, of course. And this was the same year that we saw those uh, old school YouTube conspiracy theory videos where he was like, when we're successful with this new world order and we will be, we have a real chance for the United Nations to regain its peacekeeping role, right? So what he's basically saying 1992 when they signed that was the united nations is going to come to its fulfillment the whole idea of what it was supposed to be but i really want to really hit hit this point home it isn't world government and i've explained this on on your show ricky and yours charlie it's global governance and that's really really critical too because a lot of us um quote conspiracy theorists get blindsided by thinking okay the world government's going to come any day now it's never going to come because it's not world government if you read the literature Jenna 21, 2030, Great Reset, pick, pick your pocket. It's only ever uh, described as global governance. And why that's really, really important is because that day we thought was going to come where they finally go, right, jack boot down, no more nations, it's a world government, is never going to come. Because the way that it works is it's going to be through the back door via a system called technocracy, and that's really, really important too. So this global governance is already in place now. Just look at the World Health Organization. I mean, Trump couldn't have shut down the nation if he wanted to. The World Health Organization shut down the entire world. Why? Not institutional in the sense that they're legislative, but they are part of global governance, right? So the, the, the point of this is that when you started to see the COVID protocols, tier systems like in the United Kingdom, but also in the United States, right? We saw kind of different states having different rules. And I'm all for that. That's constitutional. That's, that's a good thing. But like everything good, it can be used in in a different direction. In this case, it was used to regionalize, break up the United States. We can get into the deeper structure later and and how that actually works through things called councils, governments, and metropolitan planning organizations. But needless to say, we saw the telltale signs in the beginning that this was really just the coming out party of Agenda 21. And as I said, 2030 is just a major milestone year. So while most of the legislation is in 2030, it isn't in 21, 21 is still the primary driving factor of Agenda 2030.
1: Yeah, that's why I believe that they almost want anybody who would be against some of these things that they want to implement outside. Out of the blue states. I almost think it's on purpose. I, I heard, I forget who was talking about it, where they were discussing that the Republicans like gave up on California. They're like, we're am I going to spend any money here? And then I was thinking about it. And I'm like, well, it kind of makes perfect sense. Like, if you want to basically fill a state with people that are going to be completely okay with smart cities and all these other things they're going to implement, why not get everybody who's going to resist out? So, and then it's much easier to implement these things. So it's just a theory, but it's, uh, you know, it seems like it makes sense. Uh, Josh, I know you want to jump in on this.
3: Uh, Yeah, I do, because uh, this is something I've been uh, studying for about 15 years and watching it all come together is really fascinating because we have to remember, um, while this eugenics campaign has been around for really since the beginning of time, uh, going back to a lot of the ancient religions of the world that a lot of these elites are themselves obsessed with, it was through philanthropy that uh, in many cases, these elites were able to get away with a, such a nefarious campaign under the guise of helping people from the Rockefeller Foundation and now Bill and uh, Melinda Gates Foundation. I, I think it's interesting interesting to kind of bring this into how it's affecting us at this moment, because what we are about to witness, especially over this next winter, I do believe, will set a precedent the likes of which we've never seen before. Um, this whole pandemic nonsense insanity that we've been witnessing over the past uh, almost two years now was just a precursor to something much greater, a part of a bigger puzzle, if you will. Um, uh, Mark mentioned uh, technocracy, and I think that is the biggest issue that we face today. Um, First of all, how do they get us? Well, first of all, they get us from um, depopulating us with vaccines, of course, with medicines. We've seen this for a long time. The HIV AIDS crisis, for example, was based in um, forcing medication onto people that was basically chemotherapy treatment. And that chemotherapy treatment was killing people. And then they'd say, hey, look, these people are dying from AIDS when they were dying from the medication that was being forced on them. I actually uh, hung out with one of the faces of AIDS a few months ago, a guy who was on the cover of Time Magazine back in the 1980s, and um, he was the guy that they used as a spokesman for for AIDS um, in the early 1980s, Um, and he told me he cured his AIDS by taking vitamin C. Now, I mean, that sounds extreme to many, but if you look into the HIV AIDS uh, lie and scam, it ties perfectly into what we see today and has a lot of the same cast of characters, but... But what we're seeing right now is when people are getting, first of all, um, injected with this obvious poison. And in the case of children, for example, 6.1 times more likely on average to have myocarditis or pericarditis uh, than be hospitalized with so-called COVID. Um, and that is ages 12 to 15. And that's just a one piece of the puzzle. And it's probably much worse than that. Um, that's just a preliminary case studies. Um, we can expect people with severe autoimmune disorders in the winter um, going into the cold and flu season. We're already seeing it. And then, of course, they'll blame us they'll blame most of us for what happens to people um when they destroy their own immune system under the guise of saving it and of course it's always uh double think that's the way it always has been but what i find interesting about this is this gives justification for the state to do whatever they wish and what they've always wanted to do and it gives them the ability to lock us up they're building camps in almost every country in the world um and if we look at the history of nazi germany or stalinist russia or any of those places these so-called camps that they were creating in in Germany's case were for typhoid, for example, and they always get people to go along hook, line and sinker into whatever they wish by scaring people with an invisible enemy. That's what they did with the Patriot Act. That's what they're doing with COVID now. Now, going forward, what I do think is going to happen here is with the destroyed uh, immune function of uh, probably 50 percent of the entire world. Going into this winter, we're going to see a lot of people dying and they'll blame us. And then that will push further into what we know as technocracy because, of course, we already have a social credit system. China has had it for years. I've been warning about it. I knew it was coming because we saw it starting to get unrolled in places like Australia back in uh, 2016 with Darwin um, creating a smart city grid where they track uh, people's. Uh, steps on the sidewalk and their faces through facial recognition. Um, And what this is going to turn into with carbon credits, of course, we're going to have climate lockdowns with um, the controlled collapse of the supply chain. It all works up into the perfect end goal of the establishment, which is complete enslavement of mankind. For example, you get paid more for the last two years to stay home from work and there's already an employment crisis. Well, what happens next? They they fire 25% of people in the United States. And on top of that, we have the issue of I, I hear a phone coming in there somewhere. It's not me. Um,
1: I think that uh, that likes Mike. Phone. Oh, gonna yeah, that's Mike. Yeah, that's Mike's phone. And how do we, okay, we have to text him. He, I think doing uh, it's so <laughs> going, too. That's the anyway,
3: problem. I'll try and go <laughs> into I'll, I'll try and continue anyway. <laughs> Eventually, the phone will stop ringing. Uh, <laughs> so, I, I really think this is important, though, because when you have um, this level of um, uh, of manipulation, we have. The employment crisis. We have people um, of 25% of the workforce being fired and laid off, and the labor force participation rate plays into that too, which shows much worse numbers. What that turns into is dependence, because food doesn't go on the shelf. We can't get things delivered in time. And they say, well, you know, it's because people are protesting being kicked out of their jobs, stuff like that. No, it, that's just a piece of it. And honestly, it plays into the establishment's plans, unfortunately. What it is is they'll push us to the point where we're so desperate we depend, not us, most of us are in this chat, but most of us will end up depending on things like FEMA and they will do price fixing in Canada they already have the emergency planning act section 18 and 18.1 in full effect and this document if you look it up it's in Saskatchewan Canada it was passed already there's already martial law in Canada and in this document section 18 and 18.1 they have a letter tier system and in that system it shows everything they can do under this martial law system which includes price fixing um, taking your home if they wish to taking your children away. They can can kill you if they want. They can uh, warrantlessly arrest you, um, imprison you. They could destroy any of your um, possessions and property no longer exists. They can shut down roadways in order to control the movement of people between county or community. And uh, basically, this um, is a precursor for not only that, but we see people like Bill Gates, for example, owning up all this farmland and they're trying to put our mRNA vaccines in food then people are going to be de- dependent on these entities. We're going to be poisoned by these entities. We have the Great Reset. We have inflation. We have all these things hitting us at the exact same time. We move into a cashless society under the special drawing rights of the IMF, and we are in perfect servitude for the year 2030, where I believe by then we will easily see um, 40 or more percent of the population killed off. That's their goal, 60 or more, but I actually think that there's a potential possibility there that we might be able to with half the world unvaccinated, we might be able to um, keep the number possibly even below 30%. But I know there's a massive die off event uh, coming and they've been planning this for a long time and everything is going together like perfect art, perfect poetry. And I've always said the government was inefficient, but I've never before seen such genius from the government. Everything that's happened in the last two years, especially is beautifully genius Unfortunately, it means that many of us and most of our family members are either going to be Um, severely, severely enslaved or killed. So um, that is where the solutions come in and we'll, of course, go into that more later. I'll uh, cut it off there. But I really think this is all very important because this is a control collapse and we see people protesting and that's great. I just came back from protests in Amsterdam, 250,000 people. I was in Italy and Milan, uh, 30,000 people in Paris. It was actually pretty lame. There's only 10,000 people and they're all watching a politician talk about next year he's going to end these mandates. Nonsense. Don't do that. Uh, Stand up live freely, object and disobey. But nonetheless, while the protests in places like Trieste, Italy on the ports uh, are causing the supply chain to go down and show that there's power in the hands of these people, at the same time, they want the supply chain to go down. They want a civil war. So we're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place, and we have to figure out where to
1: go from there. Uh, Miriam, do you want to go next? Do you want to add to that?
4: Yes, me? Hello. Hi, everybody. Oh, yeah. Greetings from Miami. The term New World Order first appeared in print in 1919 with the publication of Samuel Zane Baden's book, the New World Order. Baden cloaked his theories in Christian religious concepts while calling for a system with social control over all people and all resources around the globe. The the book promotes a New World Federation and a world parliament with a global police force sending criminals to an international court. On the street level, this New Order would enforce the disappearance of class distinction, quote, and the solidarity of interests in the economic process. Every person must do some useful work. Bannon also wrote of creating an international mind with a world conscious and a world patriotism. This would involve, quote, the destruction of every arbitrary power that can separate and of its single choice disturb the peace of the world. This is from a book that I started reading two years ago. Um, looking at techno-fascism called Battle Hymn Revelations of the Sinister Plan for a New World Order. John Skura. This is where I like to say that I learned in February, just before Trump called the state of emergency on Friday the 13th, that once FEMA is in power, the president, it has jurisdiction over the president and the theory that some have stated that you know Trump was no longer when he said it's been good being your president that that was really a passing off of his rights I don't know what people think about that but that's my little addition to what's been said so far thank you
1: Bill. do I know you've been uh, writing some stuff in the chat you want to share some of the, the the stuff you've been writing about
4: well when I've been thank you when when I've been I've started covering the Rona in uh, December because I had covered for Vaxter, what I called Operation Samoa, which is when 200,000 people got mass vaccinated in 30 days by them going door to door. And they based their emergency on seven non-deadly cases of the measles. And I called the government, I spoke to government officials and then they passed the law of love and the law of love says that parents have jurisdiction over your children. And this was 2019. There was Edwin Tomase who went on social media and said he was giving IVs, saying that this is malnourishment. And... Um, he said, I'll be here to clean up your mess. And they arrested him. This was when also WikiHow came out with their brochure encouraging the children to go and lie to their parents and get jabbed. This is when vaccine hesitancy came out and I did a parody vaccine mania and vitriol disorder, VMDVD, and every day that becomes more relevant. So many of us in the community of vaccine safety and medical freedom, thought it was gonna be Ebola, including Dr. Sherry. And I started writing a series and lo and behold, it was the Rona. Um, So I mentioned that. And then when the States would announce us you know there's first case of rona in washington zach and i would be like welcome washington and i would do a little parody like in hunger games and this was very much regionalized which is why i escaped china fornia knowing that interstate checkpoints are coming and showing papers just like in nazi germany and it's all going to be regional good luck everyone
3: yeah i do want to actually just quickly point out that with um, this, the toll booths that we've seen for all these years in places like New York and in places like Florida, I mean, it perfectly fits the agenda for the social credit system where you have to show your social credit to go from county to county, for example. I think we will be seeing that very soon. I think that was just a precursor where you can't go from one community to another without showing your past. So they first they lock you into your country, then they lock you into your state or province, then they lock you into your city and then into your community. And I really do believe that there, that we're getting to that point very soon. And I, I do want to point out that I, I do think the end goal is um, something bigger than just control or money. I don't think it, money and control are short-lived always. I think this is spiritual. And I do believe that after studying, going around the world, studying ancient civilizations for so many years, I think that the elites are obsessed with certain ancient civilizations and um, they want to do a mass human sacrifice. So as far as a mass human sacrifice goes, I think that um, what they probably intend to do is um, kill off as many people as possible. And many would ask, well, why would they kill off the smartest people or the stupidest people and keep the smartest people? Well, it's because it's not about control or money. It's about a mass human sacrifice. It is religious. And I think um, we need to contemplate that instead of thinking, Oh, well, this is just about left or right, or this is just about, you know, control. I think that is a sub, sect of a bigger problem going forward with this social credit, um, you know, mark of the beast system. Well, I think. This Joshua,
4: is a- they, I, oh, sorry. Sorry, I just wanted to add that I think it's not only a deep pop agenda, but it is also a transhumanist agenda. Which, if we get into astro world, we can talk about the parallels between that and Wuhan and what uh, little little details that haven't been televised uh, have uh, made me think it was. I mean, many of you would agree this was a ritual, a test.
3: Sure. I I completely agree. That's definitely where we're going with this. And um, yeah, it's depopulation agenda. It's a transhumanist agenda. If you watch uh, 2001 Space Odyssey, it also gives you a little insight into this as well. But I'll leave it at that because I've held the mic too long.
1: (laughs) No, I was just going to say because Philip has done a lot of uh, work on human trafficking, child trafficking, something you see with all these elite that are part of these rituals and stuff is that there's, you know, it's all linked together, right? Philip, you want to get into some of uh, what you've written about and some of your research?
5: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, like you said, it is definitely all tied together. And I think in a lot of cases, you know, uh, how they said like uh, uh, the indigenous Americans, like they would use every part of the meat, right? I feel that our secret societies and uh, the uh, occult groups like Skull and Bones who run the CIA, they do the same. They never just kill someone. There's always like five different reasons for that. And it's the same thing with child trafficking and whatever. Uh, You know, it's uh, it's uses blackmail. Uh, It's it's just. All of it is for very, very many multiple reasons. But by the way, I, uh, I saw you noticed I, I have been taking notes because everybody's been making some great points um, in regards to what Mark was saying, by the way. You know, he's talking about supply chains. You guys remember JBS, right? JBS and there was a supply chain. issue. Oh, there's going to be a supply chain issue. Wait a minute. Wasn't that like the month of or weeks after Uh, The World Economic Forum had their cybersecurity summit, which is like the month before. And I was like, oh, boy, yeah, yeah, we're going to have supply chain issues. And hey, wow, it turns out I'm right. I hate being right a lot of times, by the way, because I'm a paranoid. No paranoid wants to be right too often. Uh, But yeah, so uh, and, and as far as the water goes, like Nestle. There are companies like Nestle, who, by the way, do you remember when Nestle, uh, you know, it turns out, oh, they they happen to use child slaves. Yeah, sure. They happen to use children's slaves. And then it went to U.S. courts and they were like, oh, no, 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 no. Slavery is illegal in the U.S. Go ahead. Like, that's literally how our system works. You know, that's why I can't stand all this. You know, oh, you know, oh, we need to be more. No, you don't care about any of that. Um, uh, and and, and it's not just the supply chain stuff. You know, I mentioned uh, wrote here BlackRock, right? Um, we are headed towards neo feudalism, and that whole bit about the twenty thirty and you'll own nothing and rent everything. No, I mean like that sounded crazy five years ago when they said it, and now a lot of the stuff that they were trying to push is now, oh, we're running out of meat. Don't worry, guys, we've got grub worms, you know? And, hey, I have had hantique in the Philippines. It's sauteed ants, and it was good. But you know what? I will eat an insect if I want to. You're not going to make me eat a slug or a grub worm ever. No thank you. Um, a few other things. Uh, we were talking about the um, uh, New World Order term. You know, uh, Theosophy and Blavatsky, they go into a lot of those same themes, which were picked up by Hitler and many others. And ironically, uh, both Hitler and the UN were fans of Blavatsky. Uh, Take from that what you will. Um, uh, The the idea of global governance and a bipolar uh, uh, power structure, Um, I, I, I have a feeling that China and the U.S., the U.S. is waning as an empire. China is rising. Um, but I don't think that the USSR and the U.S. really hated each other as much as they did on paper. It was good for both of them to pretend so, so that they could crack down and use propaganda and et cetera. I think it was possibly used as a pretext. I'm not saying they were best friends. They just made the best of the situation. Um Let's see. Uh, Josh Sigerson was talking about eugenics and, and he's right. It's gone on forever. It's from Sparta to the Rockefellers, you know. And yes, I do hate the way uh, guys like Bill Gates, who who is very hated in places like India, Africa, Pakistan. Gee, I thought those were the places he was trying to help. Why don't they like him? Because he's not trying to help them. He's shielding his taxes while uh, while while feeding his agenda. Um, and as far as technocracy and transhumanism, I would encourage people to look into the connections between MKUltra, cybernetics, um, Stuart Brand, uh, cults and communes, and how all of that created Silicon Valley, which, of course, started as the DARPA net, which was a counterinsurgency tool, and uh, it never stopped being a counterinsurgency tool. They just privatized it. That way, it's no longer under constitutional uh, you know, provisions um let's see uh the silicon valley and the social credit score thing yes silicon valley also has a social credit score but just like with darpanet to the public internet um in china it's a government thing so you know in the u.s our social credit score is run by uber and facebook and airbnb so there's no constitutional protection once again um uh, smart cities by the way uh that's another one of those issues that i need to get into more scary as heck but yeah we're seeing a ton of what we call social engineering uh mariam thank you for mentioning samuel badden that's a name i didn't know um and uh, uh op samoa that as well and that bit about the wiki how if you can like uh either either uh, put a message in the chat uh, with more info... Yeah, I would I, pull, I pull look
4: up my, twi- my Twitter, but they took all my research, just like Judy Mikovits and her
6: research. You know?
4: I
5: it's got cool. unpersoned by Facebook because of the title of my book, Pedogate Primer. Pedogate is a dangerous QAnon term. I mentioned QAnon once. Once. You know what I say? I say that it's a shame that uh, some of the wilder theories of QAnon uh, are used as a straw man to attack the very real issue of institutional elite pedophilia. But that's nuance, and nuance died years ago. Nobody even remembers nuance. Uh, As far as transhumanism and stuff goes, anybody interested in that? Um, David Living's uh, Transhumanism History of a Dangerous Idea is, it's not only a great book on transhumanism, but you, you start reading it and it's like, why is this book starting in the era of the Sufis? No, 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 just wait. Just wait. It is all connected. All these ancient uh, traditions are tied together. That's why solar lodges and Freemasons and the Skull and Bones. And uh, when it comes down to it, David Livingstone is one of the top researchers when it comes to untangling uh, secret society history. So transhumanism history of a dangerous idea. I would I would uh, encourage anybody who's interested in the topic of uh, Silicon Valley technofascism, et cetera. Uh, check that book out.
4: Wait, uh, can I say something about the the WikiHow that it, as I'm looking for it to share that I just remembered they took it out and so I have to go into the Way Way Back Machine. But there's so many things even in the Way Back Machine as a journalist and researcher that they have scrubbed even from the deep bowels, uh, and so I, I will keep looking for it, but. Uh, they were prepping. This was all, they also had a child that was defying his parents. This is 2019, yo, right? Defying his parents to set the example of my, this is a nutter. My mother does no shit. uh, I'm going to go get jabbed.
2: Wow. They They also scrubbed the the agenda 21 publication, by the way. Uh, I have that linked from my website. And uh, it's had several thousand hits since June, because I only launched in June. And they uh, they they scrubbed it from the website, from the UN.org. So I had to you download the PDF from the Wayback Machine and then upload it to my website. You know
5: one reason they're doing that, right? Uh, this is crazy. I, I, you can't make jokes this far into the 21st century because every satire becomes real. I was joking about how... You know, archive sites are great. They keep um, mainstream media uh, accountable when they change something and they don't say. Uh, They keep, uh, you know, from memory holing, you know, stuff like, uh, you know, how like Timothy McVeigh was visited by MK scientist Dr. Jolly and West. I, you know, that was online and now you can only find it in Dr. Wendy S. Painting's book. Um, But this is one of the reasons there is actually a group. They call it alt tech you know like all right and they're talking about oh well you know it's it's dangerous and it's used by these dangerous guys they're calling us stochastic terrorists you know what that means right stochastic terrorism is where you said something that could make people think and that's that's the new form of domestic terrorism so since knowledge is not only power but also very dangerous to the power structure, they are literally at war with the archive sites. But yeah, hey, I'll, I'll mute myself. That's
1: that's why these podcasts, what everybody is doing on, this sh- on the Union Don't Want It All, everybody on their own channels, on their own websites, is so important because a lot of the information that we reference... The only evidence of it is going to be us referencing it. It's going to be impossible to find. Like, it's just, it's crazy. I, I, it's so hard to do research now. I'm sure we've all been through this where we're looking for something to send to somebody, and you're like, I know I saw that article. I know I saw, and you just can't find it. So, Phil, you want to jump in, bud? The yeah, Yeah. will.
7: Well, can you hear me? Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, I had a bit of an echo on there. Hello, everybody. Nice to see everyone. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, we can hear you. Sound great. Oh, thanks. Um, I won't take up too much time because, well, it's it's thirty-five minutes past Tuesday here. I'm in. Uh, we're in uh, in England, in the northwest, about ten minutes outside of Winterfell. So uh, I'm I'm hanging in there, Ricky. Um, but um, legs in Buffalo we're just putting in the chat. Can we talk about solutions? And I'm with uh, Adam Curry, I think, on this. I think we need to round these, these fuckers up, shave their heads, and march them naked through the streets. And uh, Fauci, Gates, Wilensky, it would be three to start with. I think uh, Bojo the Clown will be top of my list. I want to see him bold and naked marching through to Falga Square. Peace out. Thanks. Well, let's get their
1: addresses right. Let's uh, start doing some research. We got a lot of researchers on the show. We can find that information, I think. I'm kidding, obviously. Don't arrest me. Or you can
8: three D print guillotines, right? Ah, We're just key. asking. I mean, I'm just asking. yes, you can. Okay. Well, I think
2: we'd have to be very cautious because if we look at history, when people get taken out, they get replaced by things worse, and you know, the Soviet Union being the best example of that. And what could end up happening is that we take revenge on politicians who are just meat puppets anyway, and then they get replaced by the actual technocrats doing it. So we do have to be very cautious of that, and that could very well happen. We end up taking right, out Biden the the, and then uh, they just the assume actual the actual figure, power, figure, yeah, with the justification that we kill them ourselves. all.
5: I say, kill them all. Well said, you know. Sam. So. Just, the keep, is, just you remember the Who lyrics: uh, uh, "Meet the new boss, same as the same as the old boss. Name a revolution." Where the same guys didn't... Okay, the American Revolution. Oh, God bless America. I'm so glad we got rid of those English aristocrats and lords so that we could move to America and continue to elect them for 250 years. Okay, both George Bush and uh, uh, Edwards were members of Skull and Bones. They were distant cousins. They were descended of uh, uh, of, of lords, literal English aristocrats. Wait. Wait. Didn't we have, like, a whole revolution to get rid of those guys? Heck, Obama and Dick Cheney are distant cousins. They're all related. And uh, Ellen and Bill Gates are distant cousins of the Rockefellers. <laughs> They're all related. The, uh, the nobility, uh, every now and then when they see us groundlings and proles get worked up, then they have a revolution where they kill some of the folk, Because the, fo- the figureheads are as expendable as us, okay? You know, it's, it's the mast and the rudder that runs the ship. Yeah, you can I think your head. Well, you hold on. Hold yeah, on I, I totally agree on, with the idea. Hold on.
9: hold on one second. Just one second. Listen, here's my whole thing, man. There's rules of the universe, okay? And it's just spirituality. And the truth of the matter is that these people, and, and when we take a look at these people who are kind of running it, from what I've been studying, they took over. Around the 1600s, 1500s. That's only a couple hundred years, which to us is forever. But in terms of history, is a very short time. So they haven't been in charge forever. And they keep replacing everybody because there is no permanent record. Now, I'm not going to say that the internet is the big game changer. I do think it is, but I don't think it's the end all to end all. But there is, a, there, is a, there is a permanent record right now. The truth of the matter is that Bill Gates, Klaus Schwab, None of these people are bigger than God and and the universe. And there are rules to the universe. And this isn't the first time these parasites have tried this. They try this all the time. I just think the difference is right now, there is a permanent record. It is so, and like a lot of people can say whatever they want, but we are seeing old brands die hard and they get replaced with new brands. And guess what? Those new brands are stumbling out the gate, AOC, all these people. Now they're rigging these elections, and that's starting to come out. So I have hope. I have hope. Now, we're talking about erasing the permanent record. The truth of the matter is, the internet is not expanding. It is actually shrinking. I don't know if you guys have seen the great series, Is the Internet Dead or the Dead Internet? But he's talking about how Google just is a big facade. It doesn't do what it says, but we think it's really powerful. And in reality, is just a really controlled opposition. I think we're winning. I think in the long run, we are winning. They're fucking with our kids, and I think people are waking up to that. And I have a lot of hope because the universe is all about love, and it's all about abundance, and they're practicing none of it, and these guys are all specks of shit. I don't care how big you are. You're a speck of shit to the universe, and they're not going to win. They've tried this a million times, and we just forget stories. And maybe the internet will help us remember these stories of what they did but I think at the end of the day, dog, they're scared. I think they're really scared. And I think that, like, look at, look at Buffalo and Legs, man. They went and started their own, they got their own farm. People are waking up. Why are we relying on, the, on, the, on these brands? And the truth of the matter is, a lot of this is coming from Vanguard and BlackRock. All this stuff that they're doing is all based on uh, environmental, social, and government policies that BlackRock is shoving down anybody's throat if they want to do business with them. We're waking up to this. And I just think humanity wins every time, and that's
3: just my opinion. First of all, I do want to point out, Sam, that's a beautiful crotch shot you got there. And I completely agree. Um, I do want to point out um, that pov day, porn dude pov porn that's what's all. pov absolutely yeah. but I, I do want to point out like uh the it's just a matter of self-defense at this point i, I totally get why people are angry in that ex- from that point of view but i do want to point to you know philip mentioned a few examples but like saris russia um replaced by stalinist russia i mean it, it that if we don't want to go in that direction but it is a matter of self defense. But we have to ask ourselves why the establishment isn't afraid of us going and lynching them after they kill our children, um, which is a natural um, progression of things when something like that happens. Why aren't they afraid of that? Why do they keep doing it? And like I said before, that's why I think this is spiritual and it's just a mass human sacrifice. They know they're going to get killed or hurt or imprisoned at the end of the day after doing this stuff to us, and um, they do it anyway. So we need to uh, be conscious on that level as well. And I see Steve really wants to
10: talk here, and I think we should give him a chance to talk. (laughs)
1: Let's go, Steve. Jump in.
10: I mean, if we're going to talk about solutions, look at where we're at in, in this moment in history right now, where all of the first responders and all of the people who are the physical embodiment of the state's monopoly on violence, their, their resources have been stretched very, very thin. It's going to be a very long winter. For a lot of people, there was a a, like lefty general strike summit over the weekend, and I was really hoping somebody would pick up on the fact that like not just nationwide, but but worldwide uh, police resources are thin military resources not as thin, but boots on the ground resources getting thinner all because of the refusal to take this vaccine or this experiment or what the fuck ever you want to call it, no matter which shot it is in what country. There are people saying no. A lot of them are involved in being the state's monopoly on violence and force. They're they're not going to be around. You can have sustained direct actions you can have sustained strikes if you target which areas those are like for example uber drivers firefighters and then maybe bus drivers all go on strike at various times for extended periods of time while direct actions are taking place the resources of violence and force for the state are spread so thin that you can come in with Parallel structures. Hey, we've got, you know, a restaurant to feed you. Yeah, we take crypto. Yeah, we barter. Yeah, we trade. Implement counter economics. You pull away from the centralized systems of authority and the centralized systems of financial control. Then you got something going. Scott Horton and Dave Smith say that 60 million libertarians under arms, technically, you don't need a government. I agree.
1: Who, who wants to jump in next, Mikey? Alex, false rally. Alex, you want to jump yeah. in? Alex, you
11: want to go ahead? Sorry, uh, you're you're muted.
12: i mean, Okay, I'll I'll take a shot at it because I I want to pick up on the spiritual thing that's been kind of brought up a couple times, and then Sam kind of nailed it, and then I don't know in my mind he kind of backed off it or rolled over it with <laughs> Let's kill them all. Um, You know, so I take it from a kind of science standpoint, extended consciousness is real as much as we can tell. Near-death experience is real. Reincarnation is real. You study it at major universities. You do peer-reviewed research the best you can. Science has been totally corrupted. As our buddy Charlie says, it's about compliance. It's not about science and science is broken. But science is still a legit way of looking at that. What that tells us is that, you know, George Bush, Senior who just died—he ain't gonna have a very good near-death experience life life review, whatever the fuck it is—and ain't gonna be one that I'd want to face. And neither is George Bush, II. the second. And that these people are. Flesh and bone now and their consciousness extends. And this is like, I'm saying it's like scientific fact. That's where this stuff goes. And there doesn't seem to be any breakaway civilization when it comes to consciousness and extended consciousness. It seems to me like transhumanism is a very desperate looking attempt to get outside of a reality that is a kind of hierarchical consciousness I'm not a Christian I'm not religious but those principles seem to be apply here they seem to there seems to be a good and a bad and you seem to pay a price either now or later if you don't conform to those rules I think that is the that is the lifeline that is the, the life preserver of what we're being thrown from the side of the pool is that there's only there's only one way out, and it's you know, truth and love and all the things that you learned about when you were alone in the forest and the sun shone through and you had that amazing connection with the divine, all oh, that shit's real. None of other shit's real.
8: Yeah, but if you were a globalist maniac and you had spent your entire life doing reprehensible shit you would be looking for a way to extend your life as long as possible if you came to an understanding that at some point you had to deal with everything that you were that you had done. You have you had to be, you died. You had some sort of judgment. These people are s- disproportionately interested in, in in ancient knowledge and things like that. They get around in their rituals. They talk about. But, but stuff Charlie, aren't
12: you? Aren't you kind of making making my point a little bit? Yeah. I totally agree with you. Yeah. So put it on the scale of a. Of a you know and, and again I'm not taking this stuff as a kind of uh, esoteric occulted. I'm taking it like modern day contemporary research into what people experience in for example, reincarnation. You know, and study at the University of Virginia, and what that means, and how often you reincarnate, and how far back it goes after death communication. Sixty percent of people who have a spouse, that they're a long time spouse, and they die, they have after death communication with their spouse. There is a reality to extended consciousness, mm-hmm. and what it tells us is, if you're foolish enough, and they are foolish enough, you know, Henry Kissinger is what. I don't know if he's died yet or not last he's like 99. You can extend it out however you want. You can get another decade out of it. You can get another 10, 20 years out of it. But, bro, that ain't, that ain't very long. It, 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 that, ain't, that doesn't measure up to eternity very much at all, you know.
8: no. No, they they're they're trying to extend and pretend. They're trying they're they're doing with their own lives what they do with the financial system. Let's just keep this scheme wow, going as beautiful. long as we can before it all falls apart, because when I die, I know I got some splaining to do and it's not gonna be good. Henry Kissinger will be hung by his nutsack for eternity if there is any justice in this universe. So if I were Henry Kissinger, I would be desperately drinking children's blood to try and give me at least a couple extra years, whatever. Everything's on the table with these guys so it's a it's a crazy time to be alive. I'm obviously making a little bit of fun of it but the 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 point is that it's very serious they, they the we have to kind of remember I think even the normies out there are starting to figure this out that the people that are at the top of this they hate your guts they actively hate you they hate you for being who you are and thinking the things that you think and being a good person they despise you they are trying to come up with new and inventive ways to destroy you or make your life miserable. So when you understand that and you come from an understanding of that, then I think you're in a better position to deal with what we've been dealing with, which is, you know, a lot of people are like, Oh, if we just act nice, they'll go away. Or if I just take the, you have, you watch the Jordan Peterson thing. I took the shot. I thought they'd leave me alone. They're never going to leave you alone. Dummy. Don't you understand? That's the point. You can't reason with these people. You can't, you can't negotiate with them. So we we we've, we've got to sort of wake up and get, you know, I'm not this crowd. If you're listening to this, you know what's going on. But if you're a normie out there, you need to reevaluate your relationship that you have with these people in positions of power. Because once you understand that they do not like you, then it makes it a little bit easier for you to stop following their insane dictates that will never end until we all remember the one thing: do not comply with unjust orders. You just don't have to. It's your obligation. It's your duty to not comply with that and as soon as we change our mentality collectively you know then things will start to change but as long as we allow them to be in
10: charge of us we're doomed well yeah. any relationship so gonna, with government is go going to be an abusive relationship with government kissinger isn't just a sentient liver spot sorry about
3: yeah well any any kind of relationship with government is always going to be an abusive relationship and charlie you mentioned um you know these people must be practically shaking, thinking about what's coming to them once they die. They try to stay alive as long as possible. I used to think mostly that was true, and I still do. My only differentiation with that today is, um, again, studying ancient no- knowledge so much. And, you know, I've climbed under the pyramids in Egypt, and I've, I've read all the hieroglyphs um, with elders there. And w- what they are obsessed with, if you look at the uh, burning of the Library of Alexander and stuff like that, I do think that um, for them— if this is a massive human sacrifice, they're trying to please their God. And if they're trying to please their God, then they believe that after this lifetime, if they can do as much bad, as much evil, if you look at paganism, if you look at the Olmecs and the Mayans, if they can do as much evil as they humanly can, they will be brought into the next dimension. And that's what David Icke has been talking about for many years, and people laughed at him because they said, oh, well, David Icke keeps talking about these reptilians. Well, that's maybe a bad word for it, but um, what it is, is it is their ancient religion that they're dependent on. It's what Masons have been uh, obsessed with for many years. It's what used to be in the Library of Alexandria. It was just Destroyed and has been hidden in different places around the world, the Vatican, um, one of the most evil places I've ever visited. Um, you know, yeah, but it, Josh, there's
12: just no evidence that any of that is true. And that's why I keep pointing to the modern-day contemporary scientific evidence we have of people who are encountering extended consciousness. To me, what Charlie's saying I think fits closely with what you're saying is people throughout history have invented all sorts of crazy schemes to try and get outside of the reality that consciousness is, was, what it is, and there is a moral imperative to do good and not do, you know, not do evil stuff. And the whole idea of you know uh, we can't, you know, the Bible says the Bible, which is the biggest psyop going for. You know Christians have perpetuated us and pulled us into this side up. But you know, hey, the Bible says it's going to happen when everyone's good or everyone's bad. Well, we've tried everyone being good and we can't do it. Let's—I mean—they've spun that a million different ways. But again, contemporary understanding of the of extended consciousness, the best we have, it offers no support for the idea that these guys are going to be able to escape the gallows, uh, escape their their fate. I just well, don't I, see I the. Personally,
3: I personally generally agree. Um, My only issue is only the idea of um, what happens to them on Earth uh, mattering that much to them, whether what they believe is true or not, which I don't believe um, the elite are, um, uh, are going to be doing very well after they die my point is that on earth, I don't think they're too worried about staying alive on earth because to them, they think they're going to another dimension and they're going to have a life of peace and um, transcendence. And unfortunately for them, I don't think that's a case, but um, that is the premise on which they build this human sacrifice ritual that they've been uh, uh, involved in for so many years. And, you know, the first people involved at the Smithsonian um, covering up ancient history um, and, and promoting these ideas, um, they they believe the same thing if you look at the cult of set it's very similar to what the elites believe and i just don't think that while i do believe that they aren't going to do very well when when they die i do think a big part of it is actually they don't really care that much about dying i don't think they actually care about dying because uh, otherwise they wouldn't do all these terrible things in their short life that's just my my view of it and it's also a a toss in the dark because there's no way of really knowing but um it's just my theory anyway i would like to jump in here a little bit oh oh, i'm sorry
2: sorry go
5: ahead oh uh yeah just real quick regarding the whole david ike thing and lizards like okay uh according to transpersonal psychology i find it really interesting that every culture the ones that never met tens of thousands of years ago all had the same or similar dreams of like scaly things dragons demons angels etc right uh snake gods whether or not they exist in a physical sense in an extra dimensional sense I, i i don't even care so much about that uh more so on the archetypal level and when it comes to like oh well the people who rule the world are secretly uh lizards well let's see lizards don't have a mammalian forebrain which is what causes empathy hey what what circuits do sociopaths who rule the world run on so in a sense in a sense lizards rule the world that's that's my two cents and i'm sorry for interrupting go ahead uh it's it's all good
2: i was going to say that i think if we look at it philosophically what luciferianism is is the philosophy that you can be god that's ultimately what it is. It isn't ultimately the worship of the devil. That's Christianity, <laughs> it, the opposite of Christianity. It's in that worldview, right? Um, it is really the, the philosophy is that you can be God. When we look at transhumanism, then that's really what it is. It's Luciferianism. It is the idea that you are going to transcend being mortal. and You are now going to be God. So I look at it not so much as an escape. I look at it as a fulfillment of what their belief system truly is. You know, the way that I look at it, and it, it doesn't matter what your view of God is, I don't really care. But if we look at God as a holistic concept, we have these immaterial metaphysical categories in philosophy, right? Logic, mathematics, geometry, the building blocks of our reality. So We know we co-create, we take the materials and we create out of those materials. We take mathematics and we can build a bridge, but we don't create the math that builds the bridge. The The illogical nature of luciferianism technocracy transhumanism is this they think that they can be god when of course they're using materials that are already given to them they're starting from a false premise and this is why ultimately it will always fail i was uh, doing an interview the other day and i said evil is rational but illogical it's rational to be evil it's rational for you to get what you want to get out of life regardless of the cost but it's illogical to do so because logic that current the principle of identity the law of the excluded middle and the law of non-contradiction runs through the universe, metaphysically speaking, and you can't change that no no matter how much you try. So this system, this this reality that we inhabit has an order to it, a logos to it. And what that basically means is that they will always fail because they go against the order of the universe. I'd also say that if we look at it in a series of premises, and I think Charlie was pointing this out, and this is really important because they often say, you know, people often say, why would they do that, right? And I know everyone who listens to this understands that. But when we look at it in a series of premises, it really becomes quite straightforward. We can look at it a priori before experience. It means that we don't have to look at evidence in a lab to know that this is true. For example, in this case, the first premise would be trans, uh, the elites are transhumanism, uh, into transhumanism. The second premise would be transhumanism is anti-human. So the conclusion is, therefore, the elites are anti-human. And when we understand that that's the premises and the conclusion, we do not need to know in raw data what their methods or their outcome is to be. The premises are the premises and the conclusion is the conclusion, logically speaking. We know they're anti-human. They want you gagged, they want you imprisoned, or they want you dead. When you understand that that is the premise, everything they do makes sense.
1: Mikey, do you want to jump in? uh, You're one of the new faces on the show and uh, you've been patiently waiting Yeah, no problem orange mic. Uh,
13: thank you for the invite and having me come on here it's one of the most fascinating topics that i've been like into since about 2008 and it kind of started with like alex jones and like all these like different documentaries and it's not something i normally talk about because you know, honestly i i don't have an answer i don't like talking about things that i don't know how to solve and and fix, but I, I have noticed that, you know, more people are speaking out and one of the solutions is, is, you know, really attacking your chamber of commerce and speaking up, you know, like Alex Stein, he goes to you know, the, the, the city council here in Dallas quite a bit and, you know, whether his stuff is just, you know, comical and he, he's outrageous, he's really making a mockery of like their, the, the city council system is like, they really don't listen to you but there's enough people that are listening to their message. And if you just stand up in front of city hall and you just keep talking, I mean, there was a woman who used to go around the country and just talking about agenda 20 and joined agenda 2030. And she recently died. I can't remember her name. And uh, there was, uh, there's a few other doctors. Corey. Yes. Yeah. That, that's it. And uh, you know, all this talk and, and learning about, this, this whole agenda and, you know, talking about Nestle and how they want to take over the water. And and it's like, you know, that this past year, all I've been doing since the pandemic started is just, you know, storing food, seeds, vegetables, you know, what, whatever it takes to survive, whatever this is going to, whatever's going to take place because, you know, I like to think that we can all come together and fight this and stand up. But, the reality is that there's so many people that are just brainwashed, that you know they're they're just stuck watching television and they're just you know you, the moment you mention Genet Twenty One, I mean people just eyes just gloss over, and they're not there anymore. So they don't know how to compute it because they haven't heard it on mainstream television. So you have to almost just go from the from scratch and explain, you know, little just just plant evidence like. You know, this is what's happening, and then you know, and then they kind of just kind of like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like the, the this woman I work for, uh, work with. And, you know, because I'm a high school teacher. I don't like being a high school teacher, but I'm. I feel like I'm on the front lines of of where the brainwashing is happening. And little by little, as this pandemic is happening, I'm starting to witness people wake up, and they're starting to be against the whole like you know mandating the vaccine for all employees because if if something is so great you shouldn't have to force it you know if, if people were really falling over and dying in the streets i i would be out there running to get that vaccine but we're not seeing that we're we're, we're you know you if you turn off the television i mean like you've said many times in your, in your shows that if you turn off your television you would never know anything was happening because life is just Going on is normal, people are enjoying life and and doing things as on on a regular basis, but because the television is so you know mind programming that people are just living in constant fear you know like you know like one of my students he's he's like he, he came up to me the other day and he's like, "You know I want to write an article, I want to do my AI on uh the corruption in media I was like perfect I'm glad you came to me, you know and it 's like Finally, my kids are starting to wake up and, and like another student came up to me and he's like, all right, I, I, ha- I don't know where to start, but I, I want to write an article about being against these vaccines. And I'm like, perfect. You know, I'm, I'm so glad people are like being brave to come up to me and wanting information. So I'm passing this on to everybody. And once that article is written, I, I, I look at it, I mean, I go out of my way. I look at these articles okay okay well let me let me look at this because I want to make sure that you're writing this correctly and you're putting these in coherent sentences and just not sounding like a, a like a conspiracy conspiracy nut so let me help you you know formulate your thoughts and and you know because I went to school to become a journalist and so I know how to like dig into information and like and decipher what's fake news and what isn't and then What's being censored and and all this stuff. So I have all this experience, and I'm I'm not really you know doing it. But whenever someone writes an article, I, I know exactly how to start an art, how to start something and do do a research question and investigate and put on all that together. So I'm always looking. I mean, I'm one of those guys who just looking for the solution, and then also being pre- prepared. You know, you know, I've met guys in in LA who are these prepper nuts, and you know, I went. To, it was like the dance doctor, but I went to his house and he had all this stuff, cans, like just unbelievable and water that just kind of lined all around his house. And I, I thought he was in that case. Cause at that time I, I thought I was awake, but I really wasn't, you know, I was just kind of like in that left, right paradigm and not really seeing everything for what it really was. And until I discovered agenda 21 <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, so uh, this whole experience, you know, after, 3 weeks of of the lockdown I was like I need to get out of California cuz it's not going to get any any better. So I ended up here in Texas and you know <clears throat> my wife, you know, it took a while for her to like realize what was really happening but um she's on board. She she has the same beliefs that I do and we prepare and we you know like we just bought, you know, a generator, a solar power generator just just to be prepared for this off-grid thing that the that the you know, new world order is talking about, I mean, because back in July, I think what the next thing is, is they're going to shut down the entire grid because they feel like um, there's this economic collapse that's going to happen and they need to shut down Bitcoin. And the only way to do that is to completely shut off the power grid. And, and I'm like, we got to be pre- prepared for it. You know, we got to have stuff that we need, we, that we can trade and, you know, go off to, to a community. Cause you know, like, you know, I'm part of like the whole flat earth community, but you know, it's, it, it's something that we need to like come back to get, like just have a community where we can reach out to each other and, you know, do a trade or, or if, if the moments arises where we're off the grid and we have no one else to turn to except ourselves, you know, I, I do want to be a part of a community that we can, you know, survive together, you know even if it 's in this this country that 's going to be regionalized into twelve you know eleven sections I and mean, we have to just be prepared for it Yeah, yeah. we 're
3: creating a new civilization right now, and I think that 's incredibly important for people to understand it 's more than even just a community it 's individual communities that eventually will all come together and replace the old guard system with new money with uh, people who can build houses, grow their own hopefully there's pilots, nurses, doctors, security, you name it. Um we are creating a new civilization to replace the old civilization and nothing nothing like this has happened never mind in our lifetime, but in modern human civilization, period. We haven't seen a new creation of a civilization in at least a thousand years. So um, I think that we are living history and everyone complains, oh, this is such a terrible time to be alive. This is exactly the right time to be alive. And I think that's a, one bit of hope that we can get out of all this is we were here for a reason and um, we are creating something that our kids, grandkids and great, 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 great grandkids hopefully can be proud of.
1: And and this hits on a topic that I want a false rally check to maybe talk about and then Scott to talk about because this is stuff that they focus a lot on solutions. Like, what can we do? How do we get together with people and start a community? What What's, you know, actually be proactive?
11: Yeah, for sure.
6: 100%. Yeah, Mikey loved everything you had to say. Um, it's interesting. We, in case you don't, for those that don't know, we recently left California. Got pushed out of our jobs um, because they mandated the vaccine. And so we said no, no way. And it was a great opportunity to just get out and do our own thing. Yeah. So we've been here for almost a week and really haven't connected to the TV or what's been going on in the world. Yeah. And you know what? It's it's normal. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you're totally right. The television definitely uh, puts a damper on situations, but. I think the kids are the last straw. You fuck with the kids, people are going to stand up, and that's what's coming up. That's what's happening right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah.
11: Just, just with everything that everyone's kind of saying, um, what with Alex kind of brought it back to the spirituality of everything. We've been we've been growing in our spirituality and consciousness, meditating a lot, and trying to connect to our higher self as a part of this process to move here to Idaho. And we're also, we started gardening in California. We wanted to grow our own food. We wanted to get out. We want chickens. We want animals. And we want to be a part of a community that wants us to be a part of their community. So we got here to a small town and we're linking up with people that apparently grew up in places that we grew up in, the same cities we were born in, the same cities we grew up in. And they're here now, but they're older. We just linked up with a a homesteader who's giving us raw milk and fresh eggs every day. and so. We're, we're able to do that. Your neighbors want to be there for you when you disconnect and decentralize. And that's the solution. This here is the revolution and we need to act on it. We can't just, just talk about it. We got to do what they don't want us to do, which is make the supply chain so short they can't take it away from us. That's what we got to do.
6: Yeah, we can't fix this system. It's busted. I'm sure we can all agree on that. So let's start our own thing. And Buffalo and I are on our way to just Help the community around us for what's coming. Um, it's going to be good.
14: Scott, you want to jump in? Yeah, yeah, I'll jump in. That's that's so great to hear you guys. Like, uh, it's so inspiring. I've loved following your story, and uh, you're 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 just breaking away. You know, that's so cool. Um, I was going to ask you guys. Have any of you guys seen the movie The Conspiracy? It's like a 2013 movie yes you guys know what i'm talking about okay that's yeah. one of the most epic movies ever if you haven't seen it you gotta watch it it's so great and it's just one of the things that struck me in that is it's it's like about these guys that uh kind of fell into conspiracy like just the truth movement like they were they, they started this project to like make fun of this guy really that they thought was a conspiracy theorist and then they're like holy shit wait a minute maybe there's some truth to this and they start waking up and it's so funny watching one of the main characters story evolved because he event- eventually he's on this computer he's on his computer he's looking up intentional communities like oh i'm gonna get off the grid and go live in this intentional community and i feel like no matter what at any point in time throughout history when as soon as you go right going down this this path of seeking truth you're always going to end up in a place where it's like oh my god i have gotta get the fuck out but <laughs> it's just so funny because now here we are you know now we're literally in that place you know and you know here we in our community we're here in oregon so we're right in the middle of you know, a lot of crazy shit. And so this whole last couple of years, you know, we've been really trying to figure out ways to pull out ourselves. Um, Definitely, you know, a big piece of that too has just been like being very vocal, very active, going to protests, going to rallies. And I'm kind of having this like existential crisis right now where I'm just like, and I can't remember where I heard it. I heard it somewhere. It might've been somebody in this this room and I apologize if I'm, but uh, basically like I had this epiphany moment. I heard someone say, you know, it shouldn't matter what they do. Cause we are just gonna build our own, as Ed always says, we're gonna build our own better, you know. Like, like it shouldn't matter what they do, what what laws, whatever. Like we have to be self-sustaining in, in every single way. And like what uh legs you just said is that or, or Buffalo, sorry, like like make the supply chain so short that they can't deal with it, you know, and just finding ways to network uh locally here in our community. Um, and so you know, I had the opportunity uh, to hang out with Derek Bros uh, when he was on his greater reset activation tour up in Portland. And I uh, got a copy of his book here, the conscious resistance trilogy. And uh, I don't know if any of you guys have read this particular book, but it's absolute must read. Uh, I've I've had, uh, you know, it's, it, I know it's very much an overview about this sort of stuff, about the idea of just living without government. Like what would that look like to live in a world without government? You know, like, and so these are new concepts to me, you know, I'm out there fighting the system and spending all this energy fighting the system. And I'm just thinking like, you know What? I don't even think it should matter what they do. Like I want to build something that survives no matter what. And, and and one of the good, like there's this part in here where he's talking about, you know, back in uh, the era of racial slavery here in America, um, uh, says basically people always thought that just slavery was just an accepted thing and that it was something that was required in order to have civilization. And even it talked about like some of the ideas about how the slaves themselves, you know, they would argue and then fight amongst each other, like whose master was more prosperous. It was like a bragging rights type of thing, you know. And and that and, and and even and even then they they felt like we can't have society without slavery. And and the argument here being is that like you know, uh, you and it is actually taken from the narrative of the life of Frederick Douglass, a book that Doug, Frederick Douglass wrote where he's talking about how like you know back then like. Nobody thought there was a world that you could have you couldn't have a world without slavery. You had to have slavery in order to keep society intact. And it goes on to talk more about how like we need to get out of this mind frame that we need that like why do we need this authority? This authority, you know, the argument for having this government and this authority is to prevent crime and prevent war when in fact it's the government itself that's creating all this misery. We have to go back and and take a step back and remove ourselves from the idea that the government has any validity whatsoever. And the whole idea of authority, it just, it's just, it's been a really cool exploration for me. And I'm really just kind of just like, you know what? Yeah. I don't even want to, I mean, it's great. It's fun to go to protests. I'll probably never stop going to protests and bullhorn and shit, but man, I'm just like, you know what? That's a, just a waste of energy. I could instead spend that Saturday driving up to Salem. Instead of doing that, I could spend my Saturday, I don't know, doing this or that, you know, something in our, in my community within, with my little freedom cell, you know um, we've had some, politicians reach out to us recently. Some people that are running for governor of Oregon uh, wanting to come on the show. And we're just like having a conversation amongst ourselves. And we're like, I don't even want to have that conversation. I don't even want to platform like politicians. Like I'm not even like, we just want, we want out, man. We want out so bad. And uh, so it's just been a really, really interesting journey. I just really want to encourage you. If you guys haven't read this book, Conscious Resistance Trilogy, this book number three is where I'm at right now. And it's called, uh, it's called uh, the manifesto of free humans and i'm just like okay you know, this know scott is not
12: to yeah. not to go all skeptical on you but i just yeah. reread uh, frederick douglas i think you you're you're kind of misrepresenting the gist of what he said okay. he, he represented that as sometimes some of the slaves would fight on they what the masters would do is they'd let them all get drunk on sunday on saturday night and he said sometimes they'd fight and sometimes the fights would even get to you know that kind of thing but absolutely not absolutely not his his story the the thing that i think is most telling about his brainwashing the mind control is when he eventually escapes and gets up to massachusetts he he, he's amazed that people who are not enslaved that, that uh, in an economy that isn't dependent on slavery is as prosperous as it is. Yes. Because yeah, yeah. when he's in the South, he thinks that the only way the economy can even work is by this plantation system. And now he gets up there in Massachusetts and he says, even a guy who's just working on the docks, he lives in a nice house. He has a good meal on his table. He reads these uh the fine books in these magazines. So I, I think anyone who hasn't read Frederick Douglass and read how the fucking uh, town priests and pastors would come over and they'd say, hey boy, come on over here, fill it up, fill up my cup. Mm-hmm. And that, that that's what he's talking about more than anything else. And he's talking about how complete, I mean, imagine that, imagine how we, how we, Cause that's the other part of all this shit. You want to talk about Agenda 21 and stuff like that? We've gone through a lot of sl- a lot of shit, but we enslaved these fucking people for a long time, and then fr- then we set them free. Set them free as if they weren't free to begin with, and then for another hundred years we picked and enslaved them again. So. It's it's tricky our whole history is tricky and our history going forward is going to be tricky and what is the threat of what is the threat of China is China the model of what we're going to or is it our biggest enemy is somebody who's is there somebody at the, at the wheel who is looking at things and looking at a global conf- conflict with uh, China. I threw out there the ET thing. I just can't imagine how we have these conversations and we're not acknowledging the fact that the United States government has acknowledged the existence of ET and has acknowledged that for the last 60 years, they've been systematically misrepresenting, misinforming, even to the extent of threatening people to death if they ever disclose these secrets. So they know something about this extended realm in which there is this consciousness. Are they always, have they always been here? Are we a part of a long-term genetic engineering program? I think if we take a huge step back beyond where we are, we can get to the spiritual, we can get to the ET, and we can get to maybe where we fit in this bigger, bigger, bigger picture. I don't know. I'm, my rant is over. Well, and I, I want to point out, I completely
3: agree with what Scott was saying there, because I think this is really important. This is humanity's test of how human we really are and how much we will stand up for. Um, no one has any freedom that they don't defend themselves. So it isn't something you hold in your hands as external. You are the freedom or you're not. They can't take it away from you unless you give it to them. Uh, I want to point out something that's very important here. And by the way, you mentioned the movie Conspiracy. My friend Dan Dix from Press for Truth is actually in that movie in a little bit, a little small part. Um, he He's walking out of a video store. It looks kind of like he's walking up a porn store. I'll have to go
14: back and look at that. That's awesome.
3: Yeah. um, But so um, anyway, I I wanted to point out what what you're saying is exactly correct. Because since March of 2020, I've been to 17 countries. And no, I've never gotten a test. And no, I don't have a jab. And how I did that, I'll explain in a future video at World Alternative Media. But um, with that said, um, I went to a lot of protests all over the world. And one of the things I thought it would get me is some hope, some hope in the world. Because I see these videos online of uh, 100,000 people in the streets. I'm like, wow, it's amazing. And it is amazing to see in person. In fact, it's emotional. You almost want to cry when you see it because, I mean, we're when you go to the ground in the Netherlands and Amsterdam and 250,000 people are there when you're expecting 10,000, and that's 30% of the population of Amsterdam, I mean, it is mind-blowing to be in the middle of, and it is a beautiful, beautiful thing. However, despite all of that, and again, going to a lot of countries in the last year, um, it, it isn't the solution at all. It's nice to see. We need to be loud. We obviously should go out in the streets. We should hold signs. We should educate people. But now is a time for action, and that action really comes down to the individual, and from individuals to community. And so when I when I mention that, and you you talk about these intentional communities, I think this is one of the most important things we face today. Um, I'm down here in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, and right now I'm friends with several real estate agents, and there are thousands of people fleeing Canada, fleeing these other places because. First of all, they're not going to try and fix a system that's going to collapse anyway and get killed doing it. So they want to come together as a community and build from the bottom up. And that's what, what we're witnessing. And real estate agents that I know are saying, you know, we don't have enough land to sell the amount of people that are moving here right now. It is so unbelievable because in places like Canada, you can't leave the country without a, a vaccine unless you're flying private. So I mean, it is there's so many people all coming down here at the same time. And as this happens, we see people building their their own little towns and their own communities, and um, they're, they're creating their own forms of governance systems that are uh, consensual and contractual, and etc. And you know, it, it we're witnessing the beginning of something. I don't know how this is going to end, but I know right now this is what we need to be doing because we're not going to stop what's coming from happening. We won't, it's going to happen. It sucks, it's going to be bad for many of our families and a lot of our friends. But here's the thing. We've been coddled since World War II. Most generations have been coddled and can't imagine terrible things happening to them because it hasn't happened because we've been given everything we could possibly imagine for all this time. And now it's happening and we're just not immune to it. We, we kind of freak out when we see it. But this is the history that we need to be living right now. And we are on the cusp of something beautiful. So while we're not going to be able to solve the problems that are going to happen no matter what, we're not going to stop this um, wrath from coming to Canada, the US, Britain. And in these other places, we will see this depopulation event. What we can do, what we can do is preserve as as individuals and help people around us, directly around us and build up from there, create communities and be the the change we wish to see in the world and that's what it was always about that's what humanity was always about and otherwise there is no point if we cannot stand up for our own humanity we are on earth for nothing and anyway i i appreciate uh everyone here and i really love all the stuff everyone's doing here we have different ideas in some ways and we might disagree in some ways but i think everyone here is for uh here for the same reason it's a beautiful thing i have to get going i really appreciate you ricky and charlie and everyone o- over there um just uh f- thought i'd give one final thought before before I take off
14: thanks Josh. thanks Excellent. thanks Josh yeah I was just you Thank know you. that's such a good point and and you know uh, and Alex thanks for further clarifying you know what I mean like that's that's really the way the way it is it's just like I think people trapped in a slave system don't have the ability to perceive anything outside of that and then that it's just uh you know that's we just need to heart, need to start having different conversations really is where I'm at with it and, and I'm just uh, grateful you guys are all here to have this conversation with me And the history of suburbs, I don't know if you guys have looked into it,
1: but it's pretty interesting of how to get us more, you know, less independent and more dependent on government and the systems and and whatnot. It it is fascinating. Tease, I'm sure you have something very poetic to say, not to put you on the spot, but...
15: My my man, anytime I'm on this show, I'm always loving listening to what everyone has to say and hoping that I get to talk next. But I think that's just the rotation of what it is to be among so many wonderful people and like minds. So what I have to offer is kind of like just a little insight from up in Canada where I'm stuck freezing my ass off, dealing with sort of like a pathological folksiness and passive aggressiveness that makes it so that people don't really stand up or speak out sucks. But what I do is I go to protests and rallies on Saturdays and I sit next to a sign that says medical dictatorship information and it's kind of got an arrow pointing next to it saying talk to this dude about it. and I got a bunch of bullet points that are going over the information that people need to know in order to be in the right peace of mind. And I talk to a lot of people who are like minded and generally speaking, people don't really know what the fuck they're talking about. And then you go to the people who studied this shit 24 hours a day nonstop, and we could know it on another level. And we know it on another level because you got to study it that much to actually know it on the level that it's happening at. And then you have to succinctly and cogently articulate that and pass that torch to other motherfuckers and the laymen who just aren't necessarily ready to hear, like, the fine-tuned semantic details, you know? They just want to know whether or not they're going to be eaten next Tuesday, you know? So it's like I'm out there trying to talk to people when I'm protesting and it's like we got to understand that there's a discrepancy of translation in the language that we're speaking. You know, I can tell them the reason that it's happening to them, but it doesn't necessarily help them reason with why it's happening or that it is. And so of, like so much of my life and like time and emotional energy is just funneled into the notion of dissecting that entire like, I don't know, feast of bullshit that we're shoving into our faces 24 hours a day and then figuring out a way in which I can make other people feel assured and reassured. And then I remember that we have the ability to paint that picture for people in a way that they don't necessarily have the ability to visualize themselves. And think about what assembling furniture is, how fucking easy that seems. But if you don't have the instructions for that furniture, and you've never seen the way that shit looks put together, you're going to either need the book that tells you how to do it, or the motherfucker who's done it himself. So that's who we are. I think we just need to go out there and remember and remind each other that the language we speak is a refined art form of the study that we've done and communicating that to other people that's the solution so i think like let's find a way that we can do that and and we'll we'll come up with a solution together you know i did a
2: video on cults um because i, I did some behavior analysis at the university of nottingham in england and did a video quick live stream about it a few months back you know because obviously the covid climate people particularly covid at the moment are, are in a cult uh, of course and What I found when I was absorbing some of the psychological literature, because what I used to do is just basically build models. And I was kind of looking at it as a beginning, middle, end type of thing. Mm -hmm. And I found that the beginning cause of why so many people have gone into this cult wasn't even something that happened in March. It was before March of 2020. And the three primary driving factors were social isolation, social isolation before COVID happened, lack of life philosophy being the second, and the third being anxiety, just generalized anxiety. What ends up happening as March 2020 comes in and the COVID narrative comes in is it gives people a solution to those three problems that they had before. And this is what all cults do, by the way. It doesn't matter what scale it is. It scales to any size. And this just happens to be the biggest we've ever seen. Um, so it, what happened is that March 2020 comes in and then you suddenly have a solution for social isolation because you now have a group. happens to be the biggest group in the world. You now have a solution to your lack of life philosophy because they've given you a narrative and that narrative is two weeks to flatten the curve. That narrative is we're saving lives, saving the NHS, et cetera, et cetera, saving the healthcare system. And then they've also given you a, a solution to their anxiety because that narrative is the tunnel for you to put your anxiety into. It's no longer free-floating and generalized. You're no longer anxious because you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing with your life or all of the reasons we get anxious. Uh, you're now anxious because of COVID and you, you have meaning. You have a get-out-of-jail card of your life you have meaning and this is why it's really difficult for us to communicate to people because you're trying to break them out of something that has in a sense saved them in their view they don't even understand that obviously a lot of the time subconscious to them but for some reason this thing has saved them they don't understand why well because it's 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 solved those preconditions those those issues that they had prior to march 2020 and what i recommended there's a few things we can do which is essentially the the ending of this model a couple of ways we can communicate with people. That can help now this i must stress is the middle block of people not the so let's look at it as people like us or people that are on freedom side of 20 percent Pareto distribution so 80 20. and then you have 40 that are in the middle and then you have like 30 that are full globalist will never change so i'm talking about the middle 40 percent not not the entire 80 percent one thing that's really helpful of course as we all know data is completely useless at this point <laughs> uh you got to show them any facts that that doesn't work because of course they're in a cult it's like saying hey that supreme leader wants to bang your wife and he's like and then they say yeah man it's just it's the new baby jesus don't worry about it i'm like mm, don't think that's what it is mate and he's like no that's definitely what it is yeah because that, that's what he told me that's what fauci told me that's definitely what it is and there's no way to reason with it but we can get around that one thing easiest one is questions you know just ask them basic questions like hey look dude i'm not against the vax you know it's just i'm just curious like and you think it's weird that it's mandated for a zero point zero 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 one percent mortality rate for most people, but the best one that I found is stories. Stories are really effective. Indirect suggestions. Uh, this isn't manipulative if you're being honest. I'm always honest. I don't lie about anything, and I usually tell the story that I thought Brexit, the United Kingdom leaving the EU, was a good thing because the EU is a stepping stone to global governance and all of that. And it I said I was wrong. It didn't do anything. It just it didn't hold anything. It was a complete waste of my time getting on board that train. So I that when we tell stories like that and you kind of go through how you invested in something for a really long time and you made a mistake and it's okay that you made a mistake, you know, that helps a lot because that what we're doing is suggesting to them that we have also been those people that have invested in, in things that we were wrong about and they can relate to that. And then there's a sense of empathy and then they can get out of it. And the final one is, is leading by example, which all of you guys are already doing. And all of you guys have already talked about, Uh, and it's quite amazing, honestly, just to see this diverse. I feel like there's just something about this field that it's like meeting family or something. It's like suddenly we could all just hang out and get smashed on whiskey and probably have a great time. But the point is is that this uh, leading by example is really important because if we go back to the precondition, it's the social isolation that was the first precondition. They don't want to go back to that. So we have to constantly remind them that when they leave the cult, they have a place to come to with us. They can come on our side of the fence. We're not going to abandon them. We don't want to ostracize you. It's okay to be wrong. You have a place with us. We don't want you to leave the cult and be abandoned. We want you to come on our side of the fence. And leading by example, it's sort of like, we had a great time. Look at the interesting conversations and the interesting things we do with our time. Think of the sense of purpose that we have every day when we wake up, knowing that we're facing down ultimate evil. Leading by example for us, it shows them that they have a place and a better life with us. Sorry, that was a long one, but I thought it was worth saying.
1: It's all right. We're about an hour and a half in, so we are going to start winding down soon. But if there's any specific topic or story or anything that we've been talking about that you want to expand on, please do. So I, would love, on.
4: I would love to say something about Astroworld. Um, is that okay? Sure. So in regards to Astro World, I uh, when I went on the page yesterday, uh, the FAQ page, and one thing it said it was a non-cash electronic uh, credit system, which I found really interesting. So that was a prepping because it, the the slogan was see you on the other side a whole new world they also had earth wind and fire which uh i believe mark touched upon in the beginning of the page but one other thing that was very interesting it had explicitly said no vitamins or supplements permitted like straight up you could bring otc medicine and your jab but No supplements. So if I wanted to bring, I don't know, theanine or whatever the hell, I wasn't able to. I found that extremely bizarro. And when they canceled me on Twitter, it was for something that I had said last year, given I'm slightly in the future too. And it was a supposition that something in Wuhan, it was a test city for 5G and that perhaps something had something inside of them, a jab, could have, the word that came to me was parlayed. Now in 2017, there was a study out of Italy looking at adjuvants and 14 out of the fifty of the 44 had, were heavily contaminated with nanotech. And so I specifically had said theorized and think, of course I committed a, a thought crime and I was watching Stu Peters and I was like, oh, i said this i went back to i used twitter as my research and when preliminary one of the research it had great it was a great research tool before they deleted so much off of there and i went back and i said you, you shamed me for this you'll see graphene oxide is the secret sauce where are you charles lieber 10 minutes later gone and 2007, there was a Japanese anime talk called Vexville, Vaxville, and there was a a, comp, a, a government called DARPA, DARPA, and they were injecting you with synthetic life. You can you can check it out. It's it's out there. And while I was looking at AstroWorld, and I'm. I said to myself, all right, okay, motherfuckers, I'm going to become an expert on graphene oxide now. And I'm in the deep bowels of research. And I was watching some broadcasts on Astroworld, and I thought to myself, they love their adrenaline. They love their fear. What are the chances that graphene oxide communicates with with adrenaline? And I found, I found basically stating that it's, it's a, uh, sorry, give me a sec. An NIH study illustrated that oxide nanoparticles, grafted, grafted graphene showed quote, excellent selective sensing ability towards adrenaline and tyrosine. And so there you have it. You have people that are 5G'd out with all their phones. They're ostensibly what, in, in a cage, and uh, sound parlays with with Geo. So does frequent electricity were electricity. And so I believe that it was uh, a test of some sort, some sick ritual as we now go after people's hearts. It's like six feet apart. The resonance of the heart is six feet. It outweighs the resonance of the brain and they're literally going after people's hearts and we have children and all these athletes that their adrenaline is pumping dropping i just wanted to share that
15: thanks for sharing that that's awesome i'm just happy to hear it that's cool
1: anybody else have anything they want to they think is a topic that maybe Demands more. There's time.
10: been a couple of court cases that have been going on the last <laughs> couple of weeks. I don't know if anybody's noticed it or not, but I mean, there, and, and of course, I'm talking about Ahmed Aubrey <laughs> and Ghislaine Maxwell because there's nothing else that's been in the news. Did you see though the closing? I think we did brought it up in the chat a little bit. The closing arguments for the Rittenhouse case was today and i'm getting i'm going to be perfectly honest i wouldn't really follow the whole thing until right before the trial started uh i've got a friend named kriston t harris who has a show called the rundown live he's a wisconsin native he was there filming from the parking lot that night his phone died literally like 40 seconds after uh the last shooting but everything else was live streamed and broadcast, so he hit me up. He let me know that he was probably going to be testifying, so I had him on the show, and then I started like, not you know obsessively, but uh, uh, it stayed as current as I possibly could with this thing. I, I did not have a position on the thing going into it i didn 't after watching it, I think that everybody made bad choices. I think that now, after watching it and hearing the closing arguments, that this never should have been a case. Never should have gone to court. Should have been not no charges, nothing. Wash your hands of it. Nope. Sorry, everyone was dumb. That sucks. Go home. Yeah, but I I will I will open the floor to that. Didn't some kids
8: in New York get charged with? mutual combat where they shot each other like a bunch of one kid got killed and they, they arrested a yep. bunch of them then they mutual let them go combat mutual combat so why don't they there just was do some, that there, the I mean, there was
10: something like 70 or 80 rounds they found right? in, in the middle of the street <laughs> like a
8: full blown gunfight
10: yeah and they're mutual like combat There are at least one person dead a couple injured they arrested um, all the people and, and and just because of the, and the, let them go. the way the da had the system there yeah. it was it held to mutual combat, um, some harm, no foul. Just walking. a matter of time
15: before that becomes mortal combat. It's just a little, <laughs> no, no, no.
10: well, you need buckethead and be a part there, of society to the soundtrack, and otherwise, it's just pointless or Nancy Pelosi in one of the matching fucking mortal combat masks she wears <sighs> in front of the camera. I swear to God, dude, is the creepiest shit. Anyway, sorry.
13: Just that's, to reiterate on that topic, I, I think that Wittenhouse thing is like a whole psyop. I don't think it's real. I think it's a distraction because you know, recent, on Friday, the, the the federal courts, appeals court, put a stay on on Biden's max uh, vaccine mandates. So all of that's been going on over the weekend, but nobody. Nobody in the mainstream is talking about it. They're only talking you about You know the what House else trials. happened on
10: Friday afternoon? The CDC moved the goalposts on uh, all kinds of vaccine-related things. Yep. That, that now, um, they're saying they may have to, they booster might be the wrong word, that uh, because the efficacy is a little bit less than what they had originally intended, that uh, that the, now they might have to rethink the the whole framing of what this is. May have to admit it's a treatment, uh, and so I mean, as long as people are, you're right. That's a distract. The the house thing has distracted a ton of people, and it's been polarized and politicized the hell and gone. The you know, only places you can find any sort of adult, nuanced conversation about it, or shows like this one. So I'm fortunate for that. Um, but I mean, the, the as the narrative falls apart, the censorship is going to ramp up. The crazy is going to ramp up. These are people, I believe, under mass psychosis. And that is going to require a lot of the patience. But at the same time, it's going to require a lot of work on our part, too. Oh,
4: my God. I just want to say that six hours ago, Eric Fiegel Ding said definition of fully vaccinated is changing. It equals. Three shots. UK's definition of a fully vaccinated will change to account for COVID-19 boaster. I've been urging for this change. CDC gov needs to adopt ASAP. Israel and UK have both been updated. Hurry up.
1: Stupid. Any, any last words? We'll, we'll, at the end of the show, we like to give everybody an opportunity to plug their work and what they're doing because a lot of people do listen to the show not everybody watches so uh, they hear your voice, they might not know exactly who you are or what you're doing so uh, if you guys want to go around we'll go around and and let people uh, know who you are, what you're doing how they can connect with you, your websites, all that stuff Um, anybody want to jump in first? Okay, so I'll pick somebody Um, (laughs) I'll jump in
2: first (laughs) Uh, Ricky, I'll, I'll take one for the team Uh, Thanks for having me on, by the way. It's been really fun to connect with everybody and and have this chat. Um, So you can find my website at uh, america21century.com. And what we're doing is basically undoing sustainable development and Agenda 2030 at the local level across the country. Um, We've actually had some success so far in ending climate membership in Montana. So uh, that's the primary purpose of the organization, is to essentially separate ourselves from technocracy before it comes to pass in 2030, and we will just float away on the lifeboat as everything else hits the Titanic that's the plan uh, so you can connect with me there you can also find me on Telegram Facebook and all that stuff second third time on Facebook um, Mark Malone M-A-R-C M-A-L O-N-E
1: don't do drugs you, you want to jump in Phil because uh, you stayed up late and uh, the least was hey
6: the- Rick I'm, no, I'm, no,
7: I'm still I cracking didn't. beers over here <laughs> I'm here for the long haul <laughs>
6: no, I'm actually, um, I didn't
5: stay up late. I had to wake up early, but don't worry. <laughs> uh, I had too too some Modafinil cool. and I... some Phenylpiracetam <laughs> and a cup of coffee. So, woo! I'm doing fine. Right now. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm actually uh, but, drinking yeah.
7: Corona, Philip. I'm drinking <laughs> Corona. Just to, uh, hey,
5: be careful with that. I, 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 I hope, I hope you're vaxxed before you got that Corona there.
7: Yeah, I've heard uh, nasty things about it. Uh, uh, but uh who's going uh, anyway. ricky ricky who's going because you said phil, did you say philip yeah, phil sorry, I, oh I, I, shoot you.
5: you're right <laughs> phil
7: and phil oh my gosh you're the one that's been up like I... <laughs> it's all right it's all right phil. don't what? worry about it I tell you yeah. I'm, I'm here for the long haul um just want to say <laughs> thanks thanks for uh having us again and uh it's been good fun i've learned a lot and um, I'm from the Armist Inquisition Podcast. You can go to the com. We're uh, binging on sort of old history and esoterica and stuff at the minute. And uh, we do that, we a guests, and then we do some news analysis and try and make light of the fucking craziness that's happening. All right. It's
12: such
8: a good show. <laughs> it's, it's Thanks, Charlie.: so worth, It's so worth checking out, man,: It's, it's such really a sweetheart. Fun. I'm um, I mean, ma- I'm just saying let's there's plenty of room for people how- to take on more more shows.
7: How many how many satoshis did we agree for that for that little endorsement?
1: <laughs> it's a proper show. Check it out. Uh, who who wants to jump in next? Anybody uh M- Mikey, because
10: oh, I'll jump in real quick. Uh, I I'm Steve Boykinen. I have a show called Slow News Day. You can find it on the Rockfin at, at rockfin.com/slownewsday. The website is slownewsdayshow.com. Uh, if anyone has uh, you know guest suggestions, uh, hot hot tips, stuff like that, the email is show at protonmail dot com Um, Ricky, Charlie, Sam, Mike you guys are are incredible Uh, this show is amazing and I am uh, just still to this day stunned that I'm on it Um, you guys rock, you do uh, and thank you, everyone, for for participating. It was just yeah, just lovely discussion, you guys.
1: Keep just to clarify, he said hot tips, not dick pics, to the email. Okay,
10: <laughs> I, you know, I mean that's not- that's preferable. I would take the the hot tips uh, in terms of knowledge, not not dome. You right? can do what you You know, I mean, I don't, I don't judge. I'm just probably never going to talk to you again. in fact no that's not true I do judge I may come back to make fun of you
1: so send him at your own risk yes is what he's saying (laughs) you might get the feedback (laughs) Mikey you want to jump in next
13: yeah sure thank you so much for having me on here I've been a big fan of your show the Ripple Effect podcast and it's it's such an honor I didn't think I would have anything to contribute but you were talking about something that I was just it was really dear to my heart and and you know, it, it felt good to contribute, and and uh, yeah, our our show. Uh, we just did an interview together, and it's going to air this Thursday at eight p.m. Uh, Central Time, and then uh, this this weekend, this Saturday, November twentieth. If you're in the Dallas area, come by to um, Vector Brewing Company because uh, we're having a Flat Earth meetup. It's it was kind of like spur of the moment. We, I actually just planned it today because uh, on the Flat Earth. Uh, sun moon and zodiac app i mean there's like 150 people in my area so i was like you know what fuck it let's just invite everybody to get everybody to come over i'm going to have copies of uh, living wills and affidavits so if you ever get in a position where you're going to be in the hospital you have to have an affidavit and a living will otherwise they're going to eject you with that remdesivir and all that other bullshit that's going to that's going to kill you because uh, we lost three people within a, within a span of one month, and it's all because of remdesivir. Yeah. And they call it something else. So it's under three different uh, medical, tr- uh, you know, pharmaceutical names. So all that is included in the affidavits. So if you do end up in a hospital, um, you know, it's all listed. I did a lot of research to put those those uh, those medications in there, so... They can't do anything without your consent, and you have to have it in writing, and it's got to be notarized and registered with the the county clerk's office. Otherwise, the hospitals are going to follow protocol no matter what you say.
1: So, yeah. And so where can people listen to your show? Oh, uh,
13: the website is uh, KGUP1065.com. You can find find me under KGUP Presents on YouTube. For now, it's still there because I haven't talked about anything that could get me banned yet. But it's, I, I know it's going to happen, and I'm going to have to get my channel on Rockfin and BitChute and all that. But I'll, I'll put
5: it Phil. in the chat.
1: You, you want to j- jump in, Philip? The,
5: this Phil. Okay, okay, yeah. Well, okay. Uh, it's Philip Fairbanks. You can find me online at philfairbanks.com. That's with one L. P-H-I-L-F-A-I-R-B-A-N-K-S dot com. Everybody spells my name wrong, so I always have to do that. So philfairbanks.com, uh, KafkaGuy at gmail.com is the email. Uh, I've written the book Pedogate Primer, which is available at multiple bookstores, uh, as well as Amazon, but you know, Bezos is rich enough. <laughs> um uh, uh, I, I have a podcast, Plastic Screen Podcast, but it's been on hiatus because I had surgery in September and just recently recovered. But hopefully, we'll be queuing that up again. And hey, everybody on the show, by the way, please do uh, drop my email in there, kafkaguy at gmail.com. Drop me a line. Uh, would love to have you on when I, uh, when I restart the show. Uh, oh, and one last thing a little shameless plug here. You know, people are talking about, you know, censorship and stuff. BitChute and Odyssey, definitely. But um, there's also disclaimer. This is, this is I, I work for these guys, but no, seriously, Tora3.com, T T-O-R-A-3, O uh, R A 3, numeral 3.com. No censorship. They own their own servers, which means, like, you know, when when Bezos and Amazon Web servers and Gates and his servers go, you know what? I don't like what your people have to say. We're turning the switch off. You can't do that to Torah 3. So uh, I would recommend people at at least, you know, you can live stream on there. You can restream to there. But I would definitely recommend people at least archive your stuff there because it's not going to get taken down if Bezos and Gates decide to turn the switch off the servers at uh, one of the other very few, like I said, BitChute, Odyssey, very few free speech uh, uh, streaming platforms. Once again, thanks for having me on, uh, everybody. Pato Gay Primer, philfairbanks.com. Email me if you, if you want a copy of the book. I'll give you a copy of the book. Heck, if you're a glutton for punishment, I'll give you promo codes for the audiobook so you can hear me for six hours. Talk about the most (laughs) awful, terrible stuff you can imagine and a few things worse than you can imagine. I don't know how anybody can do that, but for some reason, a third of my sales is the audiobook. No, seriously, though, thanks so much for having me on, guys. Much love, everybody, and, and appreciate the community.
1: Please check out the book. The book's awesome and amazing work, and and if and have him on your show because he he's a a great person to have on, very well researched and very interesting in so many different topics. Who else wants to jump in? I guess we'll jump,
11: jump in real quick. Oh, go ahead, guys. Oh, sorry. Um, so we are False Reality Check. I'm Buffalo. This is Legs, and uh, we escaped California to see better pastures and maybe start something local <laughs> here. Um, you can find us anywhere, uh, com, all the podcast platforms. And um, what are, what's our Yeah,
6: uh, we're on, also on Rockfin.
11: Oh, yes, we're on Rockfin and uh, Twitter and Instagram at FRC Pod. Yeah. Or yeah. drop us an email, FRC uh, Podcast at ProtonMail.com. We always love getting emails from people. Yeah.
6: yeah. But this has been great. Thank you, Ricky, Thank you. for the invite. Um, all of you are so awesome. Great minds. Love all of your work. And all the input you put in. Yeah. Really? Appreciate
11: you guys.
14: Thank you. All uh, right. Yeah, you guys, you guys, you're not listening to false reality check. You're missing out. So anyway, uh my name's Scott. I'm with the truth TruthZilla Podcast. I'm one of three hosts. Usually Ed and Megan can't make it on Monday, so I usually come represent. But uh, you know, Ricky Mike, Charlie, you guys, thank you so much for including us all the time. Uh, TrueZilla podcast, uh, the main home for the video is rockfin.com forward slash TrueZilla. We're on all audio podcast platforms and anything more, just go to TrueZilla.org. So thank you guys so much.
15: We, we got Miriam Teeth. Uh, I can go. Sure. Uh, so my name is Teeth and I'm an artist and I create the show Conspiracy Synergy, which is an outreach tool for your friends and family to get them up to speed on the basics, introduce them to the alternative media, and have everybody on the same page so that we can really get moving together. So if you want to wake up your family in a non-confrontational, inviting, welcoming, funny, kind of artistic sort of way, go check out Conspiracy Synergy at conspiracysynergy.com and uh, hopefully, hopefully you could red pill them in a way that they don't hate having done to them. <laughs> Awesome. Miriam?
4: Yes. Hi, everyone. I'm Miriam Hineen, a.k.a. Bee Lady. I'm a real journalist, not a parrot or a prostitute. And I'm also a functional medicine consultant. Um, please buzz on over to Honey Colony. And uh, I'm not on modafinil, but maybe I'm experimenting with ketamine and depression, maybe. And I've just escaped Fornia. And I'm in Miami, so if anyone is good peeps in Florida, um, I've also had my uncle die of Remdesivir vent two one punch, and I call it remedy severe. Think about that. Um, I just I just premiered a trailer that I'm very proud of, with the help of editing from Scott Armstrong of Truthzilla on George Floyd. I put it in. I don't know if we can include it i put it here in in the group chat please check it out it's very censored let's just put it this way the new defense attorney for derek chauvin is sending the trailer to the lawyer so why is it that i know more about george floyd than derek chauvin's defense but i do and it's going to be sizzling please support i'm working on a very extensive detox for the jab and uh, I will be going to St. Pete to hang out with Dr. Carrie Maday, Peter McCullough, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, Robert Malone. It's a sold out event. It's going to be awesome. Thank you so much for having me. This is very therapeutic to connect with other like-minded individuals who are brilliant. Thank you.
1: Uh, and, and what I'll do is so everybody can connect tomorrow, I'll send everybody uh, an email. And get you can send us any links you want in show description. Your trailer would be a great link to have there. Uh, any other things that you know, websites or whatever, and because uh, usually we go searching for that, so it makes it a little easier. We just send it to us if there's anything specific you want there, and I'll put everybody's email address in the email so you guys can connect with one another. Uh, and you know, which is one of the beautiful things about this show is really it has. We talk about solutions. This show has almost. A example of a solution because uh, we've brought people together, different communities, and created a community. So uh, I'm really proud of everybody who who participates in the show and, and what we're doing here. Um, who who are we leaving? Just I guess the host, right? So I'm I'm Ricky Verandas, Ripple Effect Podcast, and one of the brothers from different mothers, uh, you know, who hosts the show uh, with my good buddy. So uh, Ripple Effect and uh, anywhere you can get audio podcast you can find it and uh, video most video platforms minus uh, YouTube you can find it there so
8: I'm Charlie Robinson I am one of the bastard children of of this mother of Ricky's And macroaggressions can be found uh, wherever podcasts are served in audio format. You can find it on David Icke's platform, Iconic. It's on Rockfin. It's on Odyssey, sometimes YouTube. And my new book is called Hypocrazy: Surviving in a World of Cultural Double Standards. It is available on Amazon as a paperback and Kindle. It is also available on my website, theoctopusofglobalcontrol.com, where if you make a $10 donation via PayPal, I'll send you a digital version of the new book. If you send $15 or more, uh, I'll send you the octopus of global control as well in digital format. So you can, uh, if you're interested in bypassing the Amazon uh, option, I understand. So
0: Mike, take it away. And my name is Mike. I run the R Big Dumb Mouth podcast. And why didn't anybody answer my phone? You guys heard it ring and no one picked up. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Well, thanks, everyone. Uh, we stream live. <laughs> Uh, Wednesdays, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Twitch and DLive and Float because we got kicked off of YouTube, uh, although we're still posting on there. Um, and, uh, again, on Saturdays at noon to the same platform. So thanks, everyone. I think we're getting out of here. Yeah. We're done. It's Charlie's favorite show, so check it out. OBDM is my favorite show,
8: and I have three of my own shows.
0: So. Yeah. Thank you, Charlie. I appreciate that. I want to do a I show with l- Phil Amish Phil over there.
6: Oh,
7: <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's get your people to talk to our people. Fine. Okay, and we'll we'll up. <laughs> <that happen. laughs> I think that. can we down the cloud, Charlie? Charlie. Can we can we give a quick shout out to Helen from Berkshire, our sometime producer who set up the Macro Aggressions Discord. Yes. It's a great oh. place to be. And while you're there, you can join the army's Discord as well. I had I didn't know of the
8: connection. Yes, absolutely. Helen's the best. Thank you, Helen, for running my Discord. You can check that out. Awesome. It was a great meeting, See you. guys.com. Bye, Bye, guys.
1: Check it out.